Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 2, Brighton 2. I don't know. I thought we were in the 21-22 season, but that for sure it looked like last year to me. I mean, you know what it was? We went into halftime and seeing them come out exactly the same with, you know, no real change in in strategy and the same people on, you just knew we were giving up that goal. Like the only real question in my mind was, are we losing or tying? Because I knew we weren't winning that game coming out of the half. And that's exactly what last year felt like. Uh, Yeah. If this was last year, we, we would have lost for sure. They would have scored in the last 10 minutes. On a header. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you, You know what I mean? I don't know. You can, this is, this is one of those where the loss feels like a tie. Um, and, and is all the more frustrating because you saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. So at the start of this season, I think if you recall, I had said that this year we're either going to win the league or we'll finish sixth. And I still feel that way. I I still think we will either win it or we'll be out of the top four. And the way that even even the game last last week against the Manchester United, we could have totally been behind in the first three or four minutes. And who knows what that game would have turned into. So, I mean, I think we were beating Man U no matter what, I'll be honest, because they're just that bad. But I think you bring up the point, which is our defense is terrible. Like, just terrible. And, and you know what the thing is? I don't so, think it's the defense. It's our midfield. It's, it, it's, it's the setup. Right. So what I was going to say is I actually thought Konate looked good. I I don't think he played the best. But I mean, you saw him in a couple foot races and he's clearly got the speed. You saw him with size. You saw him working. I mean, he made some mistakes, if I were going to be honest. But overall, I think he's he's got a lot of potential. Van Dyke, I thought, played a pretty poor game by his standards. Um, but I think you're right. It's the midfield that does not look good. And I mean, I don't know. Is it, is it Hendo you blame? Cause the holding midfielder couldn't hold. Well, I think in fairness to them, essentially they're the last man standing, right? So that midfield is, is the only, uh, the only midfield we could have played, especially after Kato came off. So let me just say to that, honestly, this is where I feel like last year again. Because last year we were talking about, man, we needed another defender. This year, honestly, and it's not that I think we need another midfielder. We needed another midfielder, not Ox. Like he needed to go in the summer and we need to get a different one because I don't know what he's doing on this team. Right. And actually, very similar to last season where I had said, I know you and I went back and forth on this, but I'd said that I'm glad Lovren wasn't there because I think it's important for the future of the team that we found other ways to solve last year's problems than rely on Dejan Lovren. Likewise, I'm kind of glad Genie's not here because having him available every week would have covered up on the reality that we do need a rethink of our midfielders. Henderson is getting older. And he doesn't seem as disciplined as he used to be in the past when he played in the Fabinho role. Either that or maybe the rest of the team was playing much better when he was playing in that role. But now 
we we need either Fabinho or someone else. And Fabinho seems to have issues with injuries. Well, I mean, let's be blunt. Um, uh, uh, Curtis Jones, I thought, played a poor game. Maybe one of the poorest I've seen. Um, I don't know why, but he did not look good at all. Um, Kata, actually, I thought Kata looked great. It's oh, just he that did. he got injured. Right. And And frankly, once Ox came in, I mean, you know, Again, he channeled uh, Keita on the uh, on the the second goal because that pass was just phenomenal. Yes. I didn't but know he had that in him. I didn't know he had that in him either. But honestly, otherwise, he was a disaster. He gave the ball away at the worst times. He um, he wasn't in position. He didn't press the way he should. It was honestly just a terrible showing. And I don't know how you come into the season thinking that that guy can be in your midfield. Like, you know, it's it's the same with Lovren. We can't keep Lovren there. Like, we needed to get rid of him, to your point, because if push comes to shove, you don't want him on. Right. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Klopp was expecting to play Oxlade in the midfield. I think he's just had to because everybody is down, right? In preseason, he was playing him a little bit further up front. Um, but we've literally run out of defenders, which should not be a surprise. I'm sorry, midfielders, which should not be a surprise because... <laughs> Wrong year, right story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, because, yeah, we... It shouldn't be a surprise that our midfield... In fact, the only surprise is that Henderson is still fit. Yeah, I gotta be honest, eh? I was actually thinking about that. How is he, like, not picked up some niggling injury? Or maybe he hasn't, and we just don't know about it. Well, maybe he has, but he's actually been sat for a couple of games, right? Like he wasn't playing at the beginning when Elliot was playing and, you know, he's been, you know, uh, covered by, by other guys. So maybe, maybe he does have something or maybe he had something and they just didn't announce it because he wasn't playing anyway. I, I don't know, but honestly, like he didn't look great. I think he was okay, but I, I don't know. In this game, honestly, Ox was just terrible. I thought Robertson played poorly too. I don't know when they're going to bring in Costas. Like he needs yeah, to be given a run. I agree. That's the other thing too. Um, I wish Klopp were brave. I know he's not going to be brave enough, but it does look like Robertson is not playing as well as Costas has played this season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, beyond the fact that Costas crosses better than um, than Robbo, it's also the fact that I just, I feel Costas is stronger on the ball. Um, Costas, oh, the corners, infinitely better than Robbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, honestly, like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see something there. And he's I don't more know, unpredictable. And he's more unpredictable. Robbo has one speed and one skill. Right. Um, and then there's Firmino. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, like. Right from the first minute when he tried that back flip or back heel or whatever he does in the middle where he gives the ball away, right from that moment, I knew, okay, it's one of those days with Firmino. So and- I wanted to believe he might break out of it, but at like 16 minutes when when he had that ball, like the breakaway, and he decided to try to pop it over the goalie, and he put it like 15 rows up. 
I'm like, so I know that's an exaggeration. It wasn't that high, but it, it wasn't close enough. I'm like, today's not his day. He needs to be pulled. And I, I texted you that and I'm like, oh God. And you're like, oh yeah. So, and to take until 78 minutes to sub him, like why bother? Right? Like wh- what's Jota going to do in 12 minutes? Jota should have come out for the second half. Right. Because you already know that the other team is going to slow the game down. Right? Absolutely. So all of a sudden, 12 minutes is really five minutes. Yeah. Right? And and frankly, like, you know, I got to say, I think the bravest thing I've seen Klopp do, frankly, was pull Keita off in that Champions League game mm. in the first half. And that was kind of the first time I felt like he might change and become a better game manager. What's interesting on that is he seems to be braver when he's trying to prevent the other team from scoring like he was when he pulled Keita. He could tell, okay, you know what? I better make a change. Otherwise, we might give up another goal and then it will be impossible for us to come back from that. But when he's pushing to get a goal, he just trusts his front three just infinitely and he refuses to make a change until it's too late. And I mean, I get trusting them, but this isn't three years ago. Like we've, you know, and, and look, I like Firmino in a lot of ways and he had that, you know, the, that hat trick game and he's, he's actually scored a few times, but that doesn't change the fact that for the last two years, he's been a barely passable center. And I don't care if you talk about it. He's a deep lying center. He's a false nine. He's a this, he's that. Does, he's been barely passable. And today you saw it all. I mean, he held up the play. He gave the ball away. He didn't take the chances he was given. Um, just all around terrible game. I mean, in terms of duels, he won three of three of 11. And he lost possession 13 times. There you go. And you know what the thing is? Did Salah or Mane lose possession more? I mean, I can take a look. And Salah lost it 16 times. But the difference is Salah's looking to shoot and score. Firmino's right. supposed to be passing. Like, if you're passing and you're missing your mark that much, that's not a good sign. Right. Exactly. If if he's coming coming back and playing as a midfielder, then he needs to play to the same standard that Klopp holds Jones, used to hold Genie and Henderson, as in don't lose the ball. Yeah, and the other one that's terrifying is Mane actually had more touches of the ball than Firmino. Really? So what on earth was he doing? Yeah, um, Firmino had 55 and, and Mane had 60. So how many, how many does Salah have? 44. Oh, interesting. So Salah had a bit less, which you would expect. The guys scoring the ball, the goal, are the guys who stay up front. They don't come back as much. I mean, in this game in particular, I can think of Mane being back a handful of times to save us on defense. But what I was what I was hoping to see when Keita came off, because at that point we were in complete control. I was hoping that he would bring on Jota. Yeah. Then, move Firmino right? to the back. Yeah. And then he still has Ox to bring on in the second half in case he needs another midfielder. But just to give that a try. Because at that point with Jota, I mean, we would have totally scored another couple. I could have seen us definitely pushing it to three, even if it was 3-1. Right. But again, not brave, not... I, I mean, I, I don't know. 
you know, Firmino, like for all the good he does here and there, like it's just 55 touches. It, it just confirms everything that I saw with my eyes, which was he was not engaged in enough plays. And when he was, he lost the ball. He lost the ball. So let's really think about this. What did I say? He lost it 13 times and he touched it 55. So he lost it like two out of every 10 times he touched the ball, three out of every 10 times. That's not great. Like, again, every single pass he was trying wasn't a through ball. He was losing it just very poorly. Right. And and cheaply, and frankly, it led to breaks the other way. So, I mean, it's... I don't know. I, I This was, I think, more of his typical game that he's shown us in the last couple of years. So, yeah, and, and to be honest, the only difference between this game and his previous games was he had less time on the field and he was playing in a striker's position. Otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's turned around his form. It's just that when he plays where he should be, then he, yeah, he, he's okay. But when he's running around, playing midfield, defense, striker, everything, then I haven't seen any improvement in the past two years. Yeah, and it, it's it's just gone lower and lower. And, and honestly, it's just not great. And it definitely, I mean, is damaging to the team. I guess the other thing that I'll say is we were a little bit unlucky in terms of that first goal. The goal, yeah. I think Allison would have had that if it hadn't been for the Sun. Because I've I've watched it over and over, and you can see he takes an extra second before he starts going back, and that's never he never does that. Do you think that's why they perhaps picked that side to kick off against, or was it purely because they wanted us to they wanted to disrupt our regular pattern? Honestly, if teams aren't are if teams win the toss and don't pick that side for that reason at that time of the day they haven't done their homework right like every team should know and frankly i'm actually surprised that's the first time i've seen that if it was me and i would i would be you know using the sun and i would just be like every time you're in this general area of the field you take a shot yeah you know because honestly i mean a white ball in the sun that's not an easy thing to catch so I'm actually surprised we haven't seen it before, but I mean, oh, well, it was a bit lucky, but still, I mean, we gave up enough chances. It was, it was leaky defense, poor offense, um, you know, plays that frankly, we, we should be doing better on both offensive and defensive. Uh, even th- it's funny, right? I feel like this tie felt like a loss and yet we were kind of lucky to tie. Yeah, I know. It could have been a lot worse. And I don't know. There isn't much difference between a loss and a tie. It's it's just one point. And you wonder what would have been either more damaging or what would have sparked more of a reaction. This game or a loss? You know what? I guess I... I don't know what reaction because the truth is like, think about the Brentford game after that Brentford game. I guess I would have hoped that we would have gone on some sort of crazy defensive run where we would have been like, wow, we need to like, you know, fix up our leaky D. But well, we have, we, 
Um, well, okay, yeah, we played Man City and then we conceded two against them. But Man City two, we beat that. Watford. We conceded two to Atletico. Like, you know, and again, they're not bad teams, but in none of those games that I feel like the defense was doing great. Again, remember the Watford game that we won five nothing. They had a glorious chance right off the bat. Right. And they actually had three or four chances that they probably should have gone at least one in. So, you know, I, I just, I feel like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed and I'm starting to get a bit worried because, you know, I, we're, we're not, we're going back into this super weird feeling like from last year where instead of being like, Hey, yeah, you know what? We're up. We should be beating this team. Now I'm sitting there and like, we're up. Oh boy. Yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying about um, our season. We could either do very well as in win it or flop completely. And it's the same thing with our games. There's always that moment where, and you know, the moment was the, um, Mane's dis- disallowed goal. There's always that moment where we could either... W- we could totally have won that game 6-0 yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Or we could have lost it as well. Yeah. But it's the same team. They're playing the exact same way. And I, 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 don't, I, I can't explain it. I guess it tells me that it's nothing to do with coaching. It's purely down to the players because they're not being coached. <laughs> right it's purely down to the players and luck well there's definitely some luck here here's one let me ask you do you think Mane's goal should have been disallowed um by the rule of law absolutely it needs to be disallowed yeah so yeah well i think it should have been disallowed because it was handball however i would have thought if anything i thought the rule was said that if it bounces off your body first it's okay but quite clearly, it was a handball. I mean, I, I don't think that should have stood. So I'll be honest. I think by the rules now, it doesn't stand. That's clear. But that's very silly. He he His hand was in a natural position trying to brace himself. Like, like what's the solution? He doesn't put the arm down and he f- face plants. Like, he put his hand down. It was a split second. He obviously had no intention of doing it because he didn't even have the time to think it through. It's just a bang, bang ball bounces off six spots. And one of them happens to be your hand. So no goal for you. I don't like that. Honestly, I just, if, if it's one of those bang, bang plays, they need to start letting those go. Cause I'm, I'm tired of the super slow-mo VAR and, oh, well let's, let's check. Did it manage to graze his fingertips? Like I, you know, and, and um, I know if it's a goal, they say they're going to disallow it, but I just, you know what? The, looking at it live, the ref didn't think it went off his arm. So it wasn't like an egregious, he stuck his arm out. He was trying to do anything. It was just a super quick pinball play. Stuff happens. Let it go. That's honestly the way I feel. And not just because of Mane. I actually feel just like that in general. I feel like the the VAR thing with looking, did it touch anybody's hand has gone a little too far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can hear it in your voice. You don't agree with me? Yeah, n- n- not in that case. Um, it will be different if 
that his hand was so if he's running at net and it hits his hand and his hand is right by his his torso that's a little bit different but this one if his hand wasn't on the ground where it was the ball wouldn't have gone in right at all because it bounced i forget how it bounced but it was literally his hand that directed it into the net right and totally agree and and i understand yes yeah it's almost so, like if, if if you're attacking your corner and you jump and it misses your your head, but it hits your hand. Your hand is in a natural position because of the way you jump, but you scored with your hand. I don't think that should be allowed, even though it's completely unintentional. Yeah, yeah, I I get it, but I I, I don't know. It again, I don't feel it was an unnatural position. He wasn't trying to make himself bigger. He put his hand down to try to brace correct. himself for a slide. Agreed. Yeah, it, it it wasn't unnatural, and and I think the rules are a little bit different on the offense versus defense. When you're defending, there. yeah, and it's unnatural, then it comes to was it a penalty or not? That's a different conversation. But in terms of scoring, you shouldn't be able to score with your hand, period. Unless your hand is like right next to your body, and if it didn't touch your hand, it would have t- it would have hit your your chest or something like that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, interesting. Another stat that. I don't think will surprise you. The expected goals, Brighton actually had a higher expected goals than us. Yeah, not surprised at all. And you know what? That's where I sit there and I'm like genuinely starting to get worried. It was just like last 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 week how everybody was saying we embarrassed Manchester United at Old Trafford by playing football. Brighton embarrassed us in the last half of the second half. They were just playing football around us. Yeah, agreed. Uh, honestly, there was a, a period, I don't even remember when in the second half when I texted you and I'm like, what on earth am I watching? <laughs> like it was it was truly surprising. And and a little bit scary. Yeah, and who do you blame for that? I think a lot of blame has to, to fall on the players on the field. So, so to let, let me clarify here. This is not a man you situation. This is not a, a OGS tells his team, hey guys, how about we try the no strategy and we all just go out and kick the ball? That's not what happened here. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that it was more the players than the coach. But I also think that to some degree, you know, Again, I feel like Klopp should have seen what was happening in the game and adjusted. And the players should have seen what was happening in the game and adjusted, sure. But I think Klopp could have been smarter on his subs. I agree with you. He should have brought in Jota when when uh, uh, Keita got injured. I think that was kind of the turning point in the game. Because yeah. Ox was terrible. Jota would have provided at least one more goal to us, which would have won us the game like... I, I really truly believe that was probably the turning point. I think we don't have enough leaders in the midfield. Yeah. Um, the, God, the players... Who would have thought losing Elliot would like destroy our season? Because <laughs> I honestly feel like since he's gone out, it's been a totally different team. Yeah. Henderson, Van Dyke, Robertson, Trent. You know, it, we, we don't have the luxury of timeouts in football however you cannot allow brighton to be playing like that at anfield in the last minutes when it's tied and 
you have 50,000 people wanting you to push for a win. You, you just can't allow that, right? And um, maybe the defenders are too far back to influence play, but in the midfield, I mean, if, say, Milner was there, you know he's not going to allow that. He would have taken people out. He would have done something to spark some type of react response from his players, from his teammates. You know what? Here's the thing. And I was actually thinking that too. But then my other thought, which is a scary one, is, yeah, but Hendo was on. Right. And that's... Like, that's actually worried me a bit because I would expect... He hasn't been the same this season. He hasn't. But he, I, and I don't mean skill-wise, but I mean no, firing up the players. It's, it's hard. Yeah. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't been into it. And I, again, I think we talked about this on a, on a previous pod, but I think the whole him flirting with leaving whether how, how true it was or if it was his agent talking or whatever the fact that that happened i think he hasn't fully recovered mentally from it and um that's it affected the influence he's having on, on on the team whether i'm not saying they're not listening to him but something is off right yeah i hear you it's it's something's and that's a real problem isn't it something's off with him something's off with Firmino I mean well, maybe not off it's he's not he's not the player that we need something's off with Robbo yeah. Van Dyke's not 100% clearly Jones is had an off day for sure uh, like you, you just can't carry that many passengers in a game and expect to to show well. Maybe a change, an interesting change, could have been bringing on Matip. He he's 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 looked like he's had some fire in him. That's true. Bring on Matip and move who where? Well, straight swap, I suppose. For, for who? Oh no honestly bring him on and switch someone into the midfield because you needed to change that midfield up and I don't care if you put on a defender <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah um, put 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 Gomez in the holding position because <laughs> Hendo wasn't doing anything put Matip in the I don't know put Matip on the wing and move Trent into the <laughs> not not on the wing sorry put Matip as a as a right. defender on the on the right back and move Trent into the midfield, like, like something, something, something. Because for the love of God, like we're watching the game and it's, it's right. We're back to what we were talking last year, which was, you know, Einstein's definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Right. Like these guys weren't doing it. We saw it all second half. We knew it going into second half. Why aren't you trying something else? Like, and, and waiting, I mean, I mean, what was Minamino going to do? What was Jota gonna do, right? In in three minutes or however many Minamino had, and then Jota had twelve, but that may as well have been five. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like at some point, and I know I know they're professionals and all that, but at some point, like subbing Minamino on at eighty-seven minutes, I almost find that like offensive. Yeah. Like, what are you telling the guy? I can't trust you for more than three minutes, but maybe you'll get lucky. <laughs> right? Like, like, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Isn't that really what you're saying? 
three minutes, three minutes. We need a goal. So I'm going to give you three minutes to figure it out. Oh, don't worry. You have an extra couple of stoppage time minutes somewhere. Like, you know, you're never going to get into the flow of the game. And and I don't know for, for Klopp who's turned around and been like, actually Minamino's great and he's doing great in training. It's just more a matter of the other players are so good. I don't, uh, is he doing great in training? Cause if he was, you wouldn't put him on at 87 minutes, put him on at 77 minutes, 67 minutes. Like what, what about switching, um, uh, Firmino for Minamino? Not, not that I think it's the right move, but it's something new. It's something different. If we were to buy a player in January, and I mean January 1st, not January 59th, um, what what position would do you think we need? Um, we need... So, first of all, I actually don't think we need to... We should be buying a player without selling one. I think Ox needs to go. Um, so, I would definitely sell Ox for whatever the best price you can find is. Um, and then I think you buy a midfielder and it would definitely be a holding midfielder who can potentially play in a, in a, you know, on the side as well, but his primary position should be as like a fill in for Fabino, uh, for Fabinho. Fabinho. I think, I think we've seen what happens now, you know, um, what happens if Fabinho's out is that Hendo cannot take that position anymore whether it's age or skill or motivation or whatever it is, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe even last year, f- uh, you know, for Fabinho's out, you could put Hendo in. In fact, there was a time that Hendo actually looked quite passable in that role, Absolutely. but, but now he doesn't. So I think that's, you know, I, I think you would see a big change in this team if Fabinho had been there today. Yeah, because by buying another holding midfielder, it frees up Henderson to play in the number eight. So you have Henderson, Jones, Elliot if he comes back early. Keda, Keda, Tiago. That's more than enough. Well, I guess the other thing is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Tiago technically was a holding midfielder in the German league. Yeah, but it didn't remember last season. Oh, I remember when he came and it was clearly a disaster. Yeah. But do you think maybe he's now caught up to the speed of play? Well, and the other thing too is he's not reliable. Right? You're right. He takes gambles and stuff. No, I don't mean that. I mean he's not he's never fit. Oh, physically reliable. Yeah, <laughs> right. you're right. Okay. So But he does gamble too. As the last man you can't he does. gamble. Yes, yeah. And yeah, he gives off a, a lot of fouls right outside the box. Sometimes yeah. in the box. He learned it from Kabak or Kabak learned it from him last year. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, if if we got someone in January, which I don't think we will, um, I think it would be a holding midfielder. I think that's what we need. But what about you? I was going to say a creative midfielder, but um, I don't know. It all depends on who's available. I mean, if everybody is, is fit, then yes, I agree. We need another holding midfielder. But otherwise... We just need options off the bench. We need someone to try something a little bit different. I know this well, sounds crazy, but I, I, I would, I would actually take Coutinho on loan if he were available. Have him on the bench. Just have him on the bench. 
right? And then he's the kind of person you can bring on with three minutes left. Well, if you're going to go crazy and you want to blast from the past, bring on Sturridge because he'll score with three minutes left. Yeah. We saw that play out a few times. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think he'll do it because I think if they get anybody, which I don't think they will, but if they get anybody, I think it's going to be a forward because we're missing Mane and Salah. Yeah, I forgot about that. But even that's now up in the air. They're saying, saying that it may not happen. Right. But. A lot of things I guess we'll see. But one thing that we know is this was not a fun game. Um, one of those times where a, a loss or a tie feels like a loss and leaves us with a lot of doubt going forward. So uh, not super excited, I guess. But onwards and upwards, we'll be moving on to uh, a rematch with Atletico at Anfield. And hopefully we can... Uh, hold there at least the tie there i think it kind of frees up our last two champions league games we can focus back on the the league because we've got west ham coming up next weekend and that'll be a big game for more stories analysis and articles go to the forensic website <laughs>